Joey, thank you for leading us so well. Um, Chris and the worship team, yo, that was just incredible. Thank you. Um, where's Todd? I'm going to ask Todd to come and share. He felt to share something with me just as worship ended, and then you'll see why. He doesn't know what I'm preaching on, by the way. Um, morning, all. Um, my son ran a race last weekend called the UTCT, which is the ultra marathon, ultra trail race Cape Town, and it was hectic. And at the halfway point, we had a transition where he came in and we, we gave him water and gave him encouragement and gave him all, everything he needed to do the next leg of his race. And he came up the stairs and he, he wanted to give up. He was broken. His legs were cramping. He looked in a bad state. And we just encouraged him again and sent him out. And he then did the second half of the race. It's basically run up, run up Table Mountain twice, two and a half times roughly. It's, it's hectic. But on that transition, we just encouraged him and got him going. But just the vision that I had while standing there, there were certain people that at the transition, they tried to climb the steps going up to Table Mountain, and they, they gave up. I saw the one lady coming down. She said, I can't anymore. And she, um, and the, 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 then we obviously went on, and we went to the finishing line, and we, we met him there. And also, I'd run down and encourage him on the last leg. But the vision that God gave me was, was more about us as Christians running the race, and it's tough. It's tough. We want to give up, you know. And, but the one thing that I saw was all the spectators were around, and they were all joyful. They were all encouraging him, and their joy was real. But my son's joy was different when he went across the finishing line, and the guy came up to him and immediately put that medal over his neck, and it just broke him, you know. It just, and the vision that I had was for us, you know, that the Lord wants to do that for all of us. He wants to be there. He wants to give us that medal and go, well done, my good and faithful servant. And it is about running the race. The race isn't easy. Um, and also about the, the, the getting encouraged and the spectators around you. And the, the difference is the spectators watching us aren't in the race. You know, we're in the race. And the one thing that I will also like to add was it encouraged me watching him to do it. I wanted to do the race. And I think that's what it is as well for us is that if we run the race well, the people around us will want to run the race that we're running. You know, it rubs off. So I just encourage you. Thank you so much. I'm going to be preaching this morning on um, the title of the preach. Is step out of the crowd, stop being a spectator. And run. That's the, the title. Do you think the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us? The crowd, the spectators are everywhere in the Bible and in the New Testament story of Jesus. They're watching him. They're thinking about him, thinking about what he said, even praising him being amazed at him. Sometimes they said, who is this man that he preaches and teaches with such authority? And sometimes they said, his teaching is too hard and walked away from him. But the interesting thing is that 
we never see the crowd do anything significant except they act like sheep. They get caught up in emotion, in feelings. They, they, they go where everyone else is going, either praising Jesus like when he came into Jerusalem in the triumphal entry, the crowd was, they, they took um, palm branches and they laid it down and they took their cloaks down and they, and they were shouting, Hosanna uh, to the king. Or that same crowd a few days later shouting, crucify him. But on the other hand, what we do see in the Bible is individuals, men, women, and children, who encounter Jesus, who encounter the Lord, from Abraham and Sarah to Moses, Hannah. Do you know who Hannah was? Samuel's mom, praying at the steps of the temple to little Samuel himself, serving Eli in this big temple, going to lie down and hearing Samuel and running to Eli. Yes, Master, learning to hear the voice of God. To Ruth, to David, a shepherd boy, anointed to become king. Mary, a teenager, no one significant to become the mum of Jesus. And each of the disciples, Paul the Apostle, Lydia, a businesswoman who sold purple cloth, and so on and on and on. Individuals who step out of the crowd, who respond to God, and step onto the field of history to run and play their part wholeheartedly before their time is up. I want to um, read a story in the Bible which is a good example and contrast of the crowd and an individual. Let's read it together in John chapter 6 from verse 1. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration, and Jesus saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him, turning to Philip he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip because he knew already what he was going to do. Remember that. Sometimes Jesus says, how are we going to fix this? And Jesus knows what he wants to do. And he's just testing you. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is that 
with this huge crowd. And what happens next is Jesus takes the five loaves and the two fish and he lifts them up and he gives thanks to the Father for them. And he breaks them and he starts handing out the food to his disciples saying, go and feed them. And he feeds the whole crowd and they gather up 12 baskets of bread and fish left over once everyone had eaten their full. About 5,000 to 10,000, if it was 5,000 men, then the ladies and the children, five to 10,000 people consumed it, enjoyed it, were amazed by it, attended, observed it, experienced it, and benefited from it. But one little boy stepped out of the crowd and gave his lunch. And we have one of the most amazing recorded miracles of Jesus. The Bible teaches us that God gives each one of us something, a gift, a grace. The Bible describes us as members or parts of a body of Christ, each one with a role to play with a specific function. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 26 says, What then, brothers, when you come together, each one, say each one, has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done, say let all things be done, for building up. Each one brings something. Just like you've seen today, Joey leading, Gavin gathering the words, Chris, the worship, and the whole team, Nathan and the team, on the sound. It's just, you know, uh, uh, Patricia, each person bringing a word. Annie, talking about the cake. She didn't remember what I was preaching on either. The cake. Each ingredient brought, adding value. Because, and you never see the individual things once the cake is made. But the cake, without the sugar, And what we bring doesn't need to be upfront, seen by everybody. But we, it will be so fruitful if we do bring it. And the Bible says that we have different gifts, but that we must use them. Romans 12 verse 6 to 8 says, Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Say, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in his generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. The point is they're all different, but let us use them. 1 Peter 4 underlines it, verse 10. As each has received a gift, Use it 
to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Now, 1 Corinthians 12, from verse 4, is very important. Look at this carefully with me. It says, now there are varieties of gifts. Say varieties of gifts. But the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service. Say varieties of service. But the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities. Say varieties of activities. But it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. And then it says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. That means to each one is given the outworking of the power of the Holy Spirit in a different way for the common good. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And we know that we're the body. But what's important is that individually we are members of it. Right. Now, Jesus taught, so, so have we got the first point? The Holy Spirit has, has put himself in each one of us. Uniquely, differently, varieties, beautiful variety. And each one must use what they've been given. I cannot try to be like Joey. He is a hundred times more handsome than I am. I have tried to look like him. I'm still trying. I'll never will be. I'll never be able to surf like Joey. I'll never be able to, I'll never be Joey because I don't have that beautiful, graceful, surfing body. <laughs> but I'm not called to be Joey. I'm not called to, to surf like he does. I'm called to surf like I do. Now, Jesus taught clearly that he views each one of us as stewards or managers of what he's given us. And we've all heard of our time, our talents, and our treasure. But I want to say that in English. Jesus sees us as stewards of our calendar, of our gifts and grace that he's given us, and of our finances and influence. Not as a people, not as Josh Jen, or even as 11 a.m. congregation. At the end, on Judgment Day, each one of us will be called to give an account of our lives to God as individuals, not as a crowd. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10 
in the Amplified Bible says, For we, believers, will be called to account and must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be repaid for what he has done in the body, whether good or bad. That is, each will be held responsible for his own actions, purposes, goals, motives, the use or misuse of his time, opportunities, and abilities. Is it clear? There are very strong warnings in the teachings of Jesus about this. In Luke chapter 16, he also said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager. There's the word again. And charges were also brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And later it says, for one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. And from that parable that Jesus uses, he's explaining that he is the rich man and that he has given each one of us a management or a stewardship or a responsibility of the time and opportunities and gifts and grace and, and, and abilities that he's given us. And there's a day coming when we will give an account one-on-one. -on -one. I'm going to read one last scripture and then I'm going to end. In Luke chapter 19, Jesus said, therefore, a nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. Calling ten of his servants, he gave them ten minors or ten talents and said to them, engage in business until I Can we say that last bit? Engage in business until I come. When he returned, having received the kingdom, he ordered these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know what they had gained by doing business. What did he want to know? He wanted to know, I've given you something. What have you gained by doing business with what I've given you? Then another came saying, Lord, here is your mina, which I kept laid away in a handkerchief. And Jesus was not pleased. And he said, why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? See, what's my, what's my point? What, what's what's the, the message that I'm feeling for us from the Lord? This is it. We've all been given something. 
something different, something unique. And the Lord requires a return. He requires some interest, some fruit that we use it to engage in business. Not commercial business, but kingdom business. In order to bring Him glory. And you know, many of us are doing that. And I could point out tens of us. And I could, and, 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 and I want to, just as an example, and, and I could pick many of you. Is Sage here? He's with the kids. So he's busy engaging in business. Is that what you're saying? Bessie, come and join me. So, this is Bessie. And um, Sage and Bessie decided, and kind, where's Kain here? Also engaging in business. Why are you? <laughs> and they decided that, that they are going to get some of the young people in our congregation together and, 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 and pull them in from the periphery. And they started doing this five-a-side football and inviting the young people. And do you know last week there was a Sunningdale 11 versus Milneton five-a-side. And you know, many of us went there to support because we, we weren't picked for the team. <laughs> Things might have been different if we had been picked. But there was this massive crowd of people all shouting and supporting and lots of people who had never been to church before were there and, and the guys were playing hard on the football field and who won doesn't matter. But it, because it wasn't our team. But what does matter is that there were probably, I don't know, Somewhere between, I don't know, I want to exaggerate, 50, 80, 80 people, under 18, most of them, there. And guys are inviting them, hey, come to McDonald's afterwards, or hey, come to church with us. Hey. Such a beautiful thing. Thanks, Bessie. That's three young men investing their time, their gift, their passion. That's just a, a, an example. And many of us, Sundays, Wednesdays, during the week, we're giving our lives, we're laying down our lives for Jesus. And for those of you who are, well done. Keep going. I was just before this service, I had the privilege to attend the Malkbos 
congregation service. And what was happening there was um, Hannes and Mariska, who, are, who have been leading that congregation for four years, have been asked to move to Mossel Bay to lead the Mossel Bay morning congregation. And there was a gathering, and when Annie and I arrived there, you know, we joined the, the tunnel at the entrance. The whole congregation there made a tunnel, whatever. And as Hannes and Mariska arrived, everyone had been told to come a bit early except them. Everyone started shouting and clapping. And I mean, I just, can I tell you, from that moment until the end of the service, I couldn't stop crying. It was the most beautiful thing. Person after person standing up saying, you know, you came into my life, a young man, you know, Ivan and, and, and Karen von Furen, they, they were talking about Hannes, how, you know, w when he came, he was just out of TMT. He was, Michael, come here. This is what Hannes was like when he arrived in Malpus. And, and Hannes has, has been through some difficult stuff. You heard him speaking at the conference. He was stepped down as an elder, had to repent, had to deal with his stuff, and then was restored, and then started leading with the grace that was on his life. And I can tell you, hundreds of people there were weeping and just saying the difference that God has, has made in their life through Hannes and Mariska. Thanks, Michael. You might be the next one. So encouraging. And it's interesting, Barant, who's leading now in Malkbos, he said to Hannes, you know, this is, this is a beautiful time, but as you go to Mosul Bay and as you continue to lay down your life for the people there and love them and, and use the gift that's in you, Hannes, one day in heaven there'll be a service like this. And there'll be thousands of people saying thank you. And so many of us are doing that. We're laying down our lives. We're giving our all. We're running in the race like Todd's son. And sometimes it feels like you want to give up, but don't. And for those who run, the joy when you go through the finish line will be, will be crazy. And like Todd said, for the spectators, there's joy, but the joy is incomparable for the runners. And I really feel that there's many of us who still remain in the, in the crowd. We're watching the others run. And I don't know what it is that's holding each of us back. Maybe it's fear. You know, you think, the little that I have, what difference will it make for such a big crowd? Ask the little boy who gave Jesus his lunch. Maybe it's comparison. Yeah, I'll never surf like Joey. I never will. But I can still surf like me. Uncertainty, not knowing what to do or how to do it. But the Lord's call today 
is please step out of the crowd. And there are very practical ways and opportunities for you to serve. Remember, varieties of gifts, varieties of talents, varieties of service, varieties of activities. Our kids' church has got workers. Mario, come here quickly. Run as fast as you can. Kids captain. Here's, here's one of our runners. And he and his wife are serving alongside Patrick and Rosie and Haun and Sean and Lindsay and all the other parents and teachers who, some of them, one Sunday on, one Sunday off. They're in the service, and then they're teaching the kids. There's opportunities there to serve, to raise up the next generation. Kids' church, we need more workers. We need more helpers. Thank you. There's opportunities in worship, in community, in serving, in, in, in packing food to distribute to those who need it. There are opportunities everywhere. And, and I feel, you know, many times there's a call and, and we say, okay, everybody stand up and raise your arms. I felt the Lord tell me something quite different today. We're going to respond to this message, aren't we? But we're going to do it differently. And so what I'd like you to do, please, is um, if, if, if you believe what I've taught, I'd like you to take your phone out, please. Take your phone out. If you don't have a phone that you can make a note on, then get a piece of paper and a pen. And I'm going to wait until everybody has the, the, the relevant uh, equipment to make a note of certain things because we, we're going to respond by writing something down. Um, and I'm going to ask every single one of us um, uh, to, to do this, please. So, so I'm, and I'm going to check. If anyone doesn't have, I'm going to wait for you. We're going to distribute paper or pens or whatever's needed. Put up your hand if you don't have the ability to make a note. Okay, Ed needs something, please. And Gavin, um, um, can we make a plan with some pens and papers and whatever's needed? There we go. There's the, the welcome packs with lots of pens in them. Um, and you can, you can uh, let's get some paper from somewhere. It's okay. We've got time. I don't preach long anymore. There we go. That's great. Let's, let's keep going. There, there's another lady here who needs a pen and paper. Over there, please. It's amazing how the needs get met when everybody starts handing out. Uncle Gavin, Gavin still needs something, please. Oh. There we go. Do you also need one? Got a phone. Okay, perfect. Anyone else? We're all gonna we're all gonna do this, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out, everybody. So just I'm, I'm warning you ahead of time. This is the kind request before the authority arrives, before the policeman comes out. Okay? Everyone got? Okay. And the way we're going to respond to this is I'm going to ask some questions and you're going to write down the answers. And they start very easily. So the first question is this. 
Write down your name and surname. Hopefully you'll get this one right. Is everyone done? Anyone need help with that? Second question. How long have you been attending Josh Jen, 11 a.m.? 11 a.m. Or, or Josh Jen, Sunningdale a.m., if it was before we... Uh, Multiplied into two congregations. So try and work it out. I can see some guys saying, you know, what is it? You know, 18 years? You know, others are like two days. That's fine. It doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just the one for you. How long have you been attending this congregation? The third question. Have, have we all done number two? Great. Third question. What is the name of your community leader? So now many people are, are writing, and some are sitting there like, hold on, what do you mean? Okay. We have what is called community groups. And because this is a, a, a large congregation, it's difficult to build relationship with so many people, right? And so we've got these small groups of us that meet in homes on Wednesday evenings, um, uh, and we share life, and we eat together, and we pray with one another, and, and it's lovely. Um, um, and so those who, who haven't been to a community, just put your hand up quickly. Okay, two, three, keep your hands up, please. Four, five, six, you first-time visitors, I'll, I'll forgive you. Um, seven, okay, great. For, tho for those of you, write down, I want details of where I can go to community. Just write that down. You can, you, can, you can make it shorter and say, need details. Is that okay? Need details. Okay, so, so one, two, three. We've done three. Okay, we're halfway there. Here's number four. This is a difficult one. I'm going to give you some time to think about it. What is the gift that God has given you. If you have more than one, write them down. Yes, you do have more than one, Steve. What is or what are the gifts that God has put in you? And that can be from I'm good at making food, I'm, I'm, I'm good at cooking a meal, or I'm, I'm good at being friendly, or I'm good at um, praying for other people, or, or I'm good at, at football, like Bassie. What is the gift? I'm good at teaching. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm very hospitable. I like to host people in my home. Or maybe I'm a really good administrator. I love the detail of things. I'm going to give you one more minute to think about that one.
people who don't know. Right. So has anybody not written down something for that? Anyone? Just put your hand up. Say, say I don't know. Like what? Okay. At the back. Okay. Then put a big question mark and say, I don't know yet. And that's also fine. Part of the role of, of us as leaders is we, we're here to equip you and to identify those gifts in you if you don't know what they are. And, and if you write down something, you're not boxing yourself like that's my thing. It could be that God gives you other things, a variety of things. Now, question five, there's only six. Question five, are, are we ready for it? Where are you already using your gift to serve Jesus? And if you aren't, then just leave it blank. Or say, not using it yet. Is everyone writing? The policeman is coming. Have you written something down? You've, you got it for him? Apparently. Anyone else? Everyone's got it? There's just one last question. Okay. Um, now, um, who's doing AV today? Okay. Elsa. Elsa? Could you, um, if I put a mobile number up on that screen, can you do that? Bronwyn. Bronwyn's back in the race. Gavin, please would you give me your mobile number? It doesn't have to be out loud. You can just give it to, to her, and then we're going to put it up on the screen. While Gavin is doing that, I would like you to please answer the last question. Are we ready for it? Here's the last one. What... Other gifts do I have that I'm not using or that I could be using more or more effectively? In other words, we've spoken about the gifts that we are using, but what else is there in you that you could be using, but either you haven't had an opportunity to or, or you'd like to, or you, you haven't maximized the use of that. And, and remember, as you're answering all these questions, the reason that I'm asking you these questions is because someone else is going to ask you these questions one day, but then it's going to be too late. And so what I want is for us to all abandon Todd in the spectator stands and join James in the race. Does that make sense? Okay, so answer that last one. There we go. Now, have we, have we all got that? Now, if you're using a piece of paper, write down that mobile number, please. If you're using your phone, just put the note to one side and go to WhatsApp.
Gavin is thinking, oh my goodness. But Gavin isn't getting all of them. Gavin's number is only for those people who don't have a community leader yet. Okay? So for everybody who, who hasn't been to a community or, or, or you're not in a particular community group yet, I want you to please WhatsApp your answers in full from your name to the one to six to Gavin. Why? I'll tell you just now. And for those of you who do have a community, I want you to go to your community leader in WhatsApp now. now. People are sitting with crossed arms. You can't do it like that. <laughs> Copy your answers and paste it in a message to your community group leader. For the elders, you send them to me. Yes, Jill. If you're a community leader, send it to your overseeing elder. If you're a deacon, the same thing, to your overseeing elder. Is, is everyone together with me? Okay. Are we all happy? Have we added Gavin to WhatsApp? The new guys? I'm coming to check. All good. All good. Great. Great. I was just speaking with somebody. Um, there was a man who walked into the service at the beginning. His name is Harry, and he's from Poland. And I was speaking to him um, just before, uh, as, as the two services were, were uh, the 8.30 was leaving and, and we were coming in. And, and he came up to me and he said, hello. And I said, hi, nice to meet you. You know, are you joining us today? He says, no, no, I've been at St. Mark's or St. Matthew's. Is, is St. Matthew's somewhere? Matthew's. I've been at St. Matthew's. I, said, I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought he'd, he had read St. Matthew like the gospel. It turns out there's a Roman Catholic church around here somewhere called St. Matthew's. Anyway, so I said, are you joining us? He said, no, 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 I've, I've, been, I've been in St. Matthew's. Yeah. I said, Yeah. And, and he said, no, no, I, I want to know uh, what time should I come so that I can be part of this church. So I explained to him, and, and, and I asked him, where are you from? He said, no, I'm from Poland. I've just arrived, you know, but I want to follow Jesus because when I was young, I heard about Jesus, and I heard that he wants all of my life, but I've turned away from him, and I've been going my own way. But now I feel from God that the time has come for me to turn and follow Jesus. And I said, do you want to follow Jesus now? He says, no, I'm coming back next week. <laughs> I thought, yo. But the reason why you're hearing this word is because Jesus wants you to be a good steward and manager. And what we're going to do with all the information that you've sent us, is we're going to organize to have coffee with you. And we're going to talk to you about how you can use your gift and your talent to serve the body, to build up the body, so that you can join the race and enjoy 
the winner's crown. Amen? Amen. Now, Joey asked a question just before, and I want to ask the same question. Can we all bow our heads, please? I'm first going to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you that you love us enough to, to remind us that we are to be your managers and stewards. And Lord, help us, Lord, to, to serve you with what you've given us. Like the little boy with the five loaves and the two fish, Lord. I pray that we would be faithful with little and that you would make us rulers over much, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name.